This is a text that I seem to get every time it comes up in the lectionary. Just saying, I have preached on this like five or six times in my career. You have had it too? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Kidding. Anyway, this one is always perplexing to us because we, we want to think that Jesus was uh, maybe it was the tone of his voice or maybe it was a situation, but we don't want to believe that Jesus actually said, no, I will not heal you. No, you do not belong. I'm here for the children of Israelite. You're a Canaanite woman. You are on the outside. You are one of them. Because, right? Are you all nervous yet? Yeah, it is weird to have him say that because what we believe and what we've been taught and what we know about God is that God loves everyone. We just did it with the children. They know already how much and how big God's love is. So this woman is asking that question to Jesus, that very question. How big is your love? How big is God's love? And am I included. Am I included? Jesus looks at her and says, yes, yes you are. So we have learned that God's love is so big that yes, it includes the people of Israel, it includes those who are not those people, it includes everyone in the whole entire world for God's love is that big. The reason we can say that, right, the foundation for that statement, the very foundation for that statement that makes it true is that God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. He was crucified and he died on the cross for you, for me, for all people, no matter what. For the forgiveness of sin. And then God, God raised Jesus again on the third day so that God says no to death. Death is not the final word, never the final word, but new life, resurrection, Resurrection in this life, daily, 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 cleansing, renewal, restoring, forgiving, setting us upright to live again. That is for us. That's the resurrection. It is also when we die, we are promised that we, we then are with the Lord and on into eternity. So that is so huge a love a radical, mind-blowing, can't-even-comprehend-it kind of love that our Lord has for you and me and all people. All people. I had a woman come into my office these last couple weeks, and she, she looked like I feel a lot of times, and she felt it too. She just didn't know where else to turn. Where else do I turn? I don't know what to do anymore, and I'm just so tired. 
I've been there. I don't know what to do, and I'm just so tired, and I don't even know what I believe anymore. So we talked, and I listened. I listened a lot, and she shared with me her life. She didn't know. She doesn't know about God. She, she just can't quite figure it out because everything seems so dark and so impossible and so overwhelming. How can there be a God for me? So she told me, she said, I've been struggling because I see my mom and my dad and my sister and they go to church and they say they're Christians and they do great things, but it always seems like they're doing it just to make themselves feel better or puff themselves up or make themselves look good. But when they interact with me and other people, then I see the shame that they bring to others, the blame the judgment, actions that don't seem to fit with how God would want us to love. How am I supposed to know what to believe anymore? And I said, what I know about God's love is that it is so big and so all-encompassing that I can say to you, God loves you. God loves you. And God loves your mom, your dad, and your sister. It's that big. It's that all-encompassing. It's that great. Sometimes we try to tell each other how much we love each other, right? So parents will say, I love you to the moon and back, right? And that's a big love. Or have you ever told anyone that I will love you forever? And that is a big love too. A love that's deep and rich and full of compassion and acceptance and love that will go through the test of time. We oftentimes do want to put limits on God's love. It makes us feel better for some reason or another. It makes us feel better to do it because it seems to just make more sense or that seems like that's how it should be. I don't know. I don't have a concrete way of telling why people want to restrict God's love for others. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. But, you know, there are places that say, God loves you if you do X, Y, or Z. You pick the conditions. I don't care. Or I love you if you are... You, you pick the conditions. It doesn't matter. They're all the same to me. Whenever you put a condition on God's love, any, any, then you limit it. And you might as well limit it all the way down to somehow 
you don't even fit anymore. When this woman said, is your love big enough for me? Can you love me? Jesus healed. Jesus healed. Her daughter cured her. So that I would say, yes, my love is big enough for you, for your daughter, for all people in our world. But we get challenged, right? We get insulated and we get comfortable and we really like people like ourselves. It is what it is and it's me too. It's me too. I get uncomfortable with people that I don't know um, and that I feel scared or I'm not sure how this works or if I'm in the right place or does this have a reputation of being in not a good neighborhood. I've had that too. Have you? My husband, Jeff, who is an ELCA pastor as well, he has been a hospital chaplain for the last 15 years, and he just got a new job over at the VA hospital in Minneapolis. So he is a hospital chaplain at the VA hospital in Minneapolis. And so his hours now um, work so that he can take the train. And so he drives into the Anoka station. He gets on the train. It takes him to the Target hub or whatever it is. See, I don't even know. I'm not, um, I don't have train language. But they goes to the hub, and then he switches there and takes the blue line to the VA. You've listened to the news, right? You've heard about the trains. You've heard about the light rail. You've heard about violence and drugs and homeless people. And it is all there. It's not, he's not at risk too much, right? I don't think there are. They're working on policing it better. He doesn't, he feels uncomfortable is what he said. He's like, I have been stretched this week. He just started on Monday to take the light rail. And then he just tells, you know, like what he saw, how it was. He's like, I don't think I'm listening to books on tape yet. I think I need to hear what's going on around me. It's normal, right? It's normal. It's the, our life together in this world. This is our life together in this world. And it is all people. All people. And so he looks... He's found that if he is in the first car next to the engine, it feels just a little bit safer. <laughs> but he, he saw the people who are riding the rails, who are probably homeless, trying to get out of the heat and having a little bit of air conditioning in their day. Or in the winter, he expects that they'll be there trying to have some heat during the day. There are people who are sound asleep at the station on the ground, wrapped up into whatever they found to wrap themselves up in, and they are lying there. It is part of our world. You may see it, you may not see it, but it is there. And it is real. And God loves 
everyone. So you have some choices, right? When you, re- when you choose to do that, when you choose to go out, you, can, you, you get to choose what you do. You can have a blind eye to it. You can be in denial that that is even happening. You can just justify any way up and down and all around what you want to do with it. And that's, that's your choice. But if God's love is so big and so amazing, what do you think God wants you to do? What are we called to do? So Jeff thought about it. Like, what's the, I, he can't just walk by them. I couldn't just walk by them. What do you do? How is it feasible? So on Thursday, he said, hey, Sue, do you think I could use those Matthew bags you guys make at Zion? And I was like, absolutely you can. I said, do you want one a day or do you want two a day? He goes, well, I'll take, well, let's, let's start with two a day. So I brought home 10 Matthew bags for him. And so he puts two in his backpack. So the Matthew bags, in case you don't know, they are um, plastic bags with a water bottle, a pair of socks, a toothbrush, toothpaste, um, Kleenexes, granola bar, and then like travel size shampoo, conditioner, and um, lotion. There might be something else. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. And then there's information too, right? For places, if they want help, they could reach out. And so he said, well, I'm going to do it. So he got to Target Station on Friday. It was his first day to do it. And he saw a person, and they were lying there sleeping. And so they were wrapped up in all kinds of things, tarp, whatever. And um, so Jeff said, good morning. Nothing. So he sat the bag down. Not a big deal. Sit the bag down next to the person, and he walked away. And then he saw over his shoulder later that the person was looking in the bag to see what was going on. It's something, right? It's something. It's not just walking by with a blind eye. There are prayers that we can do. There are places we can Um, help out with. There are a lot of things that we can do, and I don't need to tell you that you have to do those things, but what I am saying is there is a need. Now, oftentimes, we look at people and think, no, I don't know. They're probably not really. They're one of those, or it's them. There is no those or them. It's we, always we. So again, God loves you so much, so great, so grace-filled, forgiving, accepting, loving, and feeding, and serving you, that if you are loved by this great love by our God, then you too should love. We too should love. Amen.